Welcome back to episode number 92 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff, the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices, guys. Keep those comments, questions, concerns, emails, headaches, problems, Facebook posts. I don't care. I want to hear them. I want to hear them because if they're important to you, they got to be important to me, and they should be important to all of us. I'm trying to help unify. The more I am in this space, the more I talk to people, the more I see on Facebook, the more divided I see APRNs being. And I don't want to see it that way. I want some of us to just kind of all get behind each other and just build each other up and help the profession. And I'm seeing us tear each other down, and I don't want that. I really, really don't want that. So if anybody ever thinks that I'm trying to tear us down and being um, being uh, just uh, you know non-supportive of each other, please smack me with the proverbial you know wet fish and say stop being that way because I don't want to be that way. I don't want anybody to be that way. I want us to all help each other out. Okay, no one's accusing me of that, and I don't think I am being that way. But I just see so much negativity on Facebook when people say we should you know, call ourselves this or that or the other thing. And I just don't think we need to fight that fight. We shouldn't be wasting our energy on that. If I see a hundred posts on why someone should be called an APRN versus a CNP versus a, you know, an MSN slash FNP dash C, I don't care. Nobody gives a crap. Don't care. Who cares? Nobody cares what's on your lab coat. You're an NP. If you want to stick with APRN, I don't care. Pick and pick one and just call it that. I don't care. No one should care. It's a waste of energy. Put something down. All right, move on. All right. If we don't know what to call ourselves, and we make that a big issue of why I'm one thing versus another thing, it's just it, it, it's throwing fuel on the fire of why people should just not use us and go to a PA. So let's stop doing it. Just pick one. I don't care. Somebody pick. If you want me to pick, I'll pick. All right. I'm done. <laughs> So frustrating. I saw that one on Facebook again. I see it come up like every week, and it's like, ugh, ugh, not again. Please stop. Stop talking about what we should call ourselves and just pick. Why doesn't AANP just pick it and say, this is what we're calling ourselves? Now, I know every state has a different name, so that makes it even more difficult. But, you know, if every state, I'd love to have somebody go through every state and see what is allowable in every state and pick one that's the same in every state. Just say, we're using this. Done. Somebody do that. Somebody that's got time, go do that. <laughs> Let me know what it is. And then send it to AANP and tell them we're doing it. All right. Maybe I'll do that someday. I don't know. I just don't have time. All right. Um, we're at like 12, 25 likes on Facebook. Big explosion. You guys are doing a fantastic job telling your friends, man. Keep doing it. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your cousin. I don't care. Tell everybody. Have Listen to the show. See what the heck's going on with these NPs. Um, see what this crazy guy's talking about while he's flying down a freeway. I have 10 minutes of freeway. The rest of it's back roads. So I got freeway. So I'm doing 90. I don't care. You can come get me, cops. I don't give a crap. I'm not going that fast. Um, but tell everybody about the show. I really do appreciate you guys spreading the word. It's really, really working. You guys are doing a great job. Um, don't forget that if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. I'm not asking for your money, but I am asking you for a couple things. One, like and share the show as much as possible on Facebook. That's a great way to do it. It's a great way to let people know that, that this is out there and uh, get new people all the time saying, hey, a new listener, appreciate it. Another thing, don't forget, one of the best ways to do it, give me a rating. Give me a rating on Facebook. Give me a rating on iTunes. I am on iTunes as well. New listeners listeners out there, newer listeners out there, I am on iTunes. You can use that. Just search the NP Dude through the uh, podcast iTunes store. I pop right up. 
you can listen to all my shows. Now, I was told uh, by an awesome listener that I've talked to a couple times um, that my my iTunes store, iTunes shows weren't showing up past episode 87. And so I went and did a little research, and it took me a couple minutes, but I found out they did an upgrade on my uh, web server, and uh, it just kind of does it automatically. And when it did it, it put, like, some weird commas and weird places and stuff, so it, like, booted it out. So my my RSS feed wasn't working. So I found a fix, got it done, it's back up and running. So if you guys see something funky that doesn't seem right, and you like the show, and you're like, man, what happened? This guy hasn't talked for a while. Chances are something's bogus out there. I don't do iTunes, so and I don't listen to my own show even on my own podcast app because I don't just listen to it. Um... So sometimes I put shows out and they're just not getting updated through the RSS feed. So shoot me an email, shoot me a, a, a Facebook post, and that just is a great way to let me know what you guys are seeing on your end. If you see something that seems weird, probably weird. So let me know. That was great. I appreciate you doing that. That was awesome. Um, what else? Another way to support the show, and this is it, and then I'm done. I'm moving on. I have an Amazon affiliate link. If you're new to the show, my Amazon affiliate link is the way I'm going to help fund how I pay for web hosting. So what it is, is it's a it's a box that has a picture of Amazon stuff. Right now it's detergent and some like downy or something. I don't even know what it is. But it's on my main webpage, thenpdude.com. Go to my webpage. If you scroll all the way down, if you're on your mobile phone, you could scroll all the way down and you'll see that box. Click on the box, it takes you to Amazon. Do your searching, buy the stuff that you otherwise would buy. It doesn't add anything to the price of your purchase, but what it does do is it kicks me back a small percentage of, the, of your uh, of your what you pay. So it's a great way to just you know small amounts, a percent or two here uh, adds up. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Don't forget to do that. Now on my main page, on the full page, not just the uh, the uh, uh, sorry, there is a cop right. He's on the other side. He's just sitting there, not doing nothing. Come on, dude, do something. He has the lights up for no reason. Um, on the main page, it's on the right-hand side. So just click on the Amazon affiliate link. Go do the shopping you otherwise would have. It costs you nothing more, but it supports the show. Appreciate it. Go do it. I got I got a decent amount of money there building up. I'm not going to make any cash doing this. This is solely to help pay for web hosting because I got to pay taxes on it after all this. So um, if I make a hundred bucks, I got to pay you know thirty percent of it to the feds. The feds get their cut, right? But at least that's seventy bucks or so that goes towards web hosting. So support the show. Tell your friends and use Amazon. All right, what do we want to talk about today? I got an email from uh, a newish. That's what he said. His name's Ian. He's in Connecticut. He had a question, um, and I, I'm getting the flavor. Ian, you didn't say if you were in. Um, you said in Connecticut, but you didn't tell me where you are in your career. If you're in, in student world or if you're in working world, um, I think you're in student world because of the way your question was formed. But if I'm wrong, please correct me. The question was. Um, and I, I can't read it, and, I, and that's my downfall. So I'm going off memory, and so I apologize if I don't hit it exactly right. But the gist of it was, what what impediment am I seeing in my practice with respect to ordering of diagnostic tests or things like that, and and um, you know what impediment type stuff is there? And I've done a show in the past, Ian. And if you haven't seen this one, go to my website, go to the search bar, and type Medicare. All right, because I did a show where I just touched on a, a topic of a couple things that Medicare doesn't cover, that uh, that's just weirdos that that we aren't allowed to do. 
as NPs, but physicians do, like diabetic foot shoot, you know, orders and stuff like that, and, and um, admissions to long-term uh, care facilities and things like that. We're not allowed to do those. And there's a couple other ones that I think I did touch on, and if I didn't, I, I should probably regroup on that. But the, the big picture here, Ian, is I, I do kind of what I want. And I haven't had any problems with stuff. The only thing that's a weird hiccup in my practice, and I just had it today, was if somebody needs surgical clearance, I have to have my collaborative physician sign my clearance. And that's more of a requirement from the surgery center or the surgeon themselves. They they feel more comfortable with a, a, a MD or a DO signing off. But I've had dentists use mine, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, we'll see if they take it. And I've had them take it. But I've had some dentists that are doing oral surgeries want the, the collaborative to sign. Whatever, dude. If that makes you sleep better at night because you've got a, you know, you've got a doctorate degree, great. Go for it. Have fun. Whatever. I don't care. If you want my collaborative, it just it's more of a hiccup. There's absolutely zero reason, and it makes you look the fool as a provider, as a, as a doctor, asking for a nurse practitioner to provide a doctor's signature when the MP's doing all the work because my patient knows the difference now. And I say, I, this guy wants a, a physician to sign. I'm not a physician. I'm a nurse practitioner. It's a great key key uh, key up for uh, me to go into the difference between an MP and a, and a, and a doctor. And, um, you know, that we're really not all that much different in what we do in primary care, but there's these silly things this hold holdout of silliness that certain certain providers still are holding on to that old mentality and and you know they're great surgeon or they really trust them and you know but they still have this philosophy that you know maybe we're not as good and they're oh we really like you better than the other guy well you know tell your friends and tell your congressman <laughs> so so i use it as an opportunity but um MRIs, you specifically ask about MRIs or ultrasounds or anything like that. I can order whatever I want. The bigger picture isn't so much that that I can't order it. It's whether it's going to get paid for or whether I have to do a prior authorization for it. So my philosophy, and this isn't really what you ask, but I'm going to give it anyways, and this is my opinion, and I've touched on this, I'm sure, in the past, but my opinion on ordering tests, especially especially expensive tests, MRI, for example, if I'm ordering an MRI and I have no idea what I'm going to do with the data that I receive from whatever that test is, an MRI, an ultrasound, or whatever, and it's not just, oh, I'm doing a screening to see if there's something wrong with a gallbladder or you know a cyst or something or a tumor or something, and then I'm going to send them to somebody else. If I'm ordering an MRI and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with the results, I'm not ordering that MRI. Because I know I'm going to have to do a prior auth. I know my, my, my staff is going to be tied up for half an hour doing the prior auth. They're going to be pissed at me. I'm not going to know what I'm going to do with the results. I'm going to look like an idiot in front of the patient when I, you know, when I get the results. and say, well, this is a bunch of fancy words. Don't know what the hell to do with it. I'm going to send you to somebody else anyways. What, what good does that do me? It makes me look dumb. It wastes my staff's time. And then I spend the time reviewing something. I don't know what I'm going to get. Now, if... The only time I do certain things is, one, if I do an ultrasound or I do something that's more screening, ultrasounds are cheap and quick, and I'll do an ultrasound all the time. I'll do that all day long. I don't even like doing CTs because it's a lot of radiation, and to be honest, unless I know I need the information, I, I let the, the specialists order the expensive tests that require prior authorizations in which they're going to use the data to treat. I'm not, so I'm not the one. Now, if I know... 
for example, I, I have, I've had patients do this to me in the past. I'm going to change enough of the situation that I, I don't get in trouble. Patient walks in and says, I was at the ER the other day. I was having left-sided weakness all the way down my body. It lasted for about 20 minutes. It went away. I it fully resolved. I went to the ER uh, because of it. I didn't want to wait around, and so I left. And then they come to me, and I'm like, oh, crap. Now they need a whole full-blown stroke workup. What caused it? So now I'll get the CT, and then they're probably going to need an MRI. And, and so I, what I'll do is in the process is I'll, I'll get the CT scan. I'll start the workup. I'll get the echo to make sure it's not a clot coming through, you know, a, a, you know, a, a patent foramenal valley or something funky or a heart defect that's causing clots. And then I'll work, work up the tree that you would do in ER, which I'm not. I don't do that. So it's like, it's not outside of my scope, but it's just, it's not good practice that we're doing that now, patients. So we, we get all this data that can take weeks and weeks to get and refer to a neurologist to get checked out. So I will do those things, but it's got to be a very limited circumstance of why I'm doing it. And it's got to be very specific, and there's got to be a good reason. Somebody comes in and says, oh, i got a back problems, and I've had a CT eight years ago. I'm not going to order an MRI. It's just stupid. It's, there's no indication for it. I'll say, well, let me get your old CT scan and see what was wrong. Did you try physical therapy? No. Okay, well, you're going to PT. If you don't do PT, guess what? The pain management is probably not going to talk to you anyway, so you, you need to go to PT. And in the process, we'll get, you know, if, if we, you know, it's not improving or whatever, we'll get you to a spinal surgeon. We'll, we'll get you checked out. So it really depends on what it is in the circumstances, but I've never had any indication that I'm not permitted by state law in Ohio to be able to do that. We're, we're allowed. We're allowed to do those things. It's more a question of, you know, doing these images and, and not knowing what to do with them or getting them, you know, prior auths approved. It's just a nightmare. It is. It's a nightmare. It's not worth the energy and time unless you really need the, the data collected. Just knowing, oh, an MRI. I get patients all the time that come in and their back pain, back pain especially, but knee pain too. Man, I my my I went to the ER with knee pain, and and the the doc there said I needed an MRI. I'm like, well, maybe you need an MRI. You need a, a consult to orthos. What you need, because I can get you an MRI that doesn't fix the damn problem. You, you can have all the MRIs you want, but that ain't gonna fix nothing. All it does is cost a ton of money. Let's let the the guy that's gonna use that data pick exactly what he wants. Instead of, you know, incidental, oh, well, an MRI is okay, but I would have rather have this. Eh, let them pick. It's not going to kill you to wait another two weeks. You can go get that done later. So, Ian, I appreciate your comments. Keep listening. Uh, it was a great question for a newbie. I just don't know. Um, it, and in Connecticut, you, you laid out some of the things that you, you guys do in Connecticut for your, for your um, scope of practice issues. You really need to talk to your your board of nursing to verify what your scope is. You, and everybody out there, you guys need to be 100% experts on scope of practice in your state, period. There's zero excuse. There just isn't an excuse. That's part of your practice. You need to know exactly what you can and can't do in your state, period. There's no questioning it. And and I see people even today that are like, oh, yeah, we could do that. mm that's not within it. And you should always err on the side of caution because guess what? If you stretch yourself a little thin on what you're doing, maybe go a little bit outside of the scope and somebody gets hurt, not only are you going to get sued and lose, but you're going to also potentially lose your license. So you won't be able to pay off that big suit with all that giant money you're making as a nurse practitioner. <laughs> right. 
Alrighty, and keep those comments, questions coming. Keep listening, dude. You are uh, one of my new chronic intractables. You are dubbed, hereby dubbed. Alright, so keep them coming. Um, another one that I saw out there that um, that I just, I was like, man, I just want to talk about it because it's just, it's, it's so juicy and I love the juicy stuff. And this is one right here. Somebody simply posts one little question. Just a little question. So easy. So easy to write. And then you see 300 comments and you see a billion people with these paragraphs and paragraphs. It's great. And I don't read them. I don't read any of them. I don't have time. I see the people that, I, that I'm friends with will pop up their comments and I just look at it and chuckle and say, dude, you're getting sucked into the vortex. Don't do it. Question. What is holding you back from getting your DNP? Dun, dun, dun. Right? And then, oh my gosh, it's everything. And then, so, so it's, it's everything. And yes, I agree with, you know, the handful that I did read and I was like, I'm not getting sucked into the vortex of hell on this one. But why would I not get my DNP? Because one, it's not going to do anything for me. And two, to be perfectly blunt, I honestly don't think there's that much different between the DNP and the MSN. I just don't think. Somebody prove me wrong. I think if I went and got my DNP, it would be a barf up of exactly what I did in my MSN. I did a full-blown research project in my MSN that was graduate level uh, or doctoral level. I didn't have to defend it, but I had to present it. But defending it wouldn't have been that much more work. I mean, it, you know, it was literally, I mean, when you do a full-blown research project, how much time did you spend defending it and, and getting it published? You know, you, you file it with a couple places. I could have gotten published if I wanted to. I could have submitted, yeah, maybe they wouldn't have accepted it, but I could have submitted it and at least tried to get published. So, you know, we were so close, you know, and, and so you took more didactic? I, I don't know, did you? I don't, I don't think you really did that much more didactic than what I did in a, in a master's, in, in a two-year program to a three-year program. And I'm not trying to oversimplify the DMP, I'm really not, but I just don't think there's that much more benefit by doing a little bit more research and maybe taking a couple more classes. I mean, more clinical experience would have been great, but I'm already, I feel already well prepared for that. So I don't feel like that's a benefit. Do I feel compelled as a, you know, as, as a proponent and in, in, in a person trying to uphold and promote our profession that I need to get a DMP? I really don't. I, I would rather us just unify behind, you know, some solidarity and, and come, come together on some terms on what we want to do with our profession, like scope of practice delineating scopes of practice between the subcategories of APRN. I think that would be a great start. Figure out where the AANP and our profession should delineate and say, this is where we live, that's where you live, FMPs do this, you know, uh, acute cares do that, pediatrics do this, and set guidelines in which we should follow. As a profession, screw the state. I don't care what the state says. I mean, we got to follow what they say. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, let's set our own, and then we do that, and then the state will probably just follow. They're lazy. They don't like thinking too hard. If we, if we make the answers easy for them, they'll do what we tell them to do. It just will happen. So let's set our own agenda. I think that's a, a better way to go than just promoting more uh, education. And education, in my opinion, isn't, isn't all that great. It's okay. I, you get what you get out of it, what you put into it. So if, you, if you're really busting your ass through a DMP program and you're doing all the work, it's great. I don't think that the ability of the professors to do much different between a master's and a doctorate level. I just don't see any difference. I just don't. It's the same level crap, same stuff. 
you can't tell me that, that advanced physiology in, in a master's versus a, a doctoral program is any different. Because guess what? One of my undergrad, when I did my undergrad, pathophysiology was more in-depth than my advanced practice one. Now, I did a CRNA advanced practice. I took an extra class. I took a couple extra classes. While I was in between and working uh, in ICU, I took a couple classes thinking that I was going to go CRNA. And so when I was doing those, those were way harder than my FNP one. Don't get me wrong. It was just a different playing field. So there are different levels. But my undergrad very well prepared me. So I don't think there would be any difference. The other thing about the, um, the DNP, in my opinion, is that... If you look at, and this got me thinking, big picture, 30,000 foot view. If you look back on why everybody says there's a shortage of primary care in the United States, it goes back to that Institute of uh, Medicine, IOM, uh, research study that was done that you know guessed that there was going to be I don't know, 10,000 fewer physicians in the next 10 years, whatever the number was. It was a huge number. And that we need to ramp up now and increase the number of, of NPs. Who did that study? I don't know. Somebody tell me who did that. I'm, be, I'm not being rhetoric. I'm, I'm legitimately asking the question because what it seems like to me is that it, it's a study that says we're so depleted and we're low on primary care uh, providers that we need to ramp up um, nurse practitioners and PAs and, and anybody else that can do the job, right, to, to come up with, with this gap coverage in primary care. The problem is is that how many people are getting out of FNP school and not finding jobs? Or the pay is, is so low that it's not worth it going into FNP in the first place. So the market isn't dictating that we're getting increased number of jobs and, and a rate that's conducive for the need, the supply and demand question, right? So the supply and demand's not, the, the supply is high, demand isn't as high as they said it was. And yet now we're being told, oh, you should want to go get your DNP. Why? It's not making me any more marketable. If it meant I was going to make substantially more money or I would be able to get the job over the FNP that just was an MSN like myself, maybe I would consider it. But this means nothing. It means nothing to me. It just doesn't. Now, that doesn't fault me for telling you to go get your DMP. If you feel like that's a benefit to you and you and you want that personal achievement, go get it. I got more degrees than I know I know what to do with. And most of them, well, several of them, are almost just, uh, you know, just just for knowledge, just for me to know different things. So if you want to get a DNP in a, in a specialty or you feel like you, you, you want that or need that, go get it. I don't care. But I don't need it. It's not going to help me. It's just not going to help me. I'd rather, I'd rather have... Uh, uh, good CMEs on different topics and spend all my money, spend my forty-five, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars on good seminars and training and time off to go do them. That's what I'd rather do. I'd rather, I, I want to learn how to suture. I really do. And I've done a couple of them and I'm okay at it, but I want to be like super fast. My brother's an orthopedic guy and I was watching him sew one day, one time when I was in surgery. I got to go watch him in surgery. And that dude, it's like, it's like a zipper. That's <laughs> how fast he could sew. It was amazing. He does it all day long, right? So, I mean, what, how cool would that be to be that good at that, at something? It just would be neat. So I'd, I'd like to take a class on that. I just think it would be fun. All right. So... The DNP, I, I would just, I, I think that there's a, I think that there's a push through academia 
that is a lie to some level that is, you know, kind of perpetuating the the idea that oh, well, we need to be doctors to be be held a credible to be credible with physicians and um, in the community. Well, the community doesn't know any different anyway, so that doesn't matter. That's a not that's a that's a misnomer in my opinion. And guess what? Physicians are never going to see us on the same playing field. Period. End. Period. End. Period. End. Nobody's. They don't care. They're never going to see us on the same playing field. And and I mean that as a collective. And of course, every time there's a collective, there's a generalization. And generalizations generalizations can be dangerous. But I don't care. It's true. Physicians are never going to see nurse practitioners on the same level. We're always going to be inferior, and that's the way it is until society changes it. So you work with your patients, you talk to your patients, you communicate what we do, and you do a better job than the guy down the street, regardless of what their initials are after their name. Do the best you can do. That's it. Be attentive, helpful, educate, communicate well. Take the time to spend with your patients, and then they'll keep coming back. And and eventually, primary care will be all nurse practitioners. We just got to unify, call ourselves the same damn thing, right? What else, guys? I don't know. I got a couple other ones, little ones. There was a couple little ones I was going to mention. I can't think. I'm on windy roads. It's crazy. I'm trying to hurry up and get them. I got to go soccer practice. Be late. Can't be late. Soccer practice. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I'm having so much fun. I really, really am, and I've learned so much. And uh, it's funny. I was talking to, to uh, someone in my office today, one of the one of the NPs there, and they kind of know I do this podcast, but none of, nobody listens. And I'm not promoting it because I'm not. You know, I'm, it's none of their business, right? If they want to listen, they can listen. But I'm not, you know, jamming anything down anybody's throat. They know I do it, but that's about it. And um, so I'm hearing things like, "Oh, did you see this document from Ohio Board of Nursing? Put this out about the new controlled substance." Blah blah blah. So yeah, somebody sent it to me about three days ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I get all this stuff from people are sending me stuff from all over the country, and I'm learning so much about how things work in your jurisdictions, in your states, and and uh, you know where we maybe need to to get some improvement. So keep sending me the problems that you guys are having, any legislative hiccups, any things that's that's going on in your state. Um, those impediments that Ian was asking about, I don't see them in my state, but if you guys are having problems getting things approved because people believe that you're not um, able to do those things, then, then let me know. I don't care. I'll get it out there too. I'll let everybody know. I'll tell, I've got, I got 1,200 people that are on a, on a somewhat regular basis listening to this show just through the Facebook page. Now, everybody's listening every day, but I got a ton of people on iTunes too, so I'm betting we're way over 2,000 people listening to the show on a, on a daily basis. Just waiting for the next show to show up, and so you know we, that's a that's a pretty big number. That's about the same number of nurse practitioners in Ohio. We have twenty two hundred active NPs in Ohio, so that's pretty damn impressive. You guys keep spreading the word, telling your friends at school about what we're doing here, and um, don't forget to use the Amazon affiliate link. We'll talk soon, guys. Have a wonderful day. Be safe. Be proud of what you're doing. Your guys are kicking ass. We'll talk soon.